It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, it's a man's game tonight now, you know that. It's a man's game tonight. Here we come. It's a man's game now. Put your hands on them and let's play. Put your hands on them and let's play. Let's see if they can play physical football today. Let's see if they can run without nobody touching them. You know what I'm talking about? Let's become great. You know how we do our thing. It's going to be a football game. Rams Nation, what's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter from Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. It's the Thursday hype edition. That's right, game day hype edition. That's the Hall of Famer Ray Lewis hyping us up to get us off and running on this Thursday edition of Lockdown Rams. We're doing it solo again today. It was a funky week for everybody, so we just kind of remixed it. But I'm back bringing you guys some more Rams news, updates, and information to get you ready. Remember, this is the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. We are basically everywhere, people. Also, don't forget to check us out online. Facebook, we got a Facebook group. Instagram, Twitter, Locked On Rams on all accounts. And then my personal on Twitter is at LA underscore Rambling Bear. Rams Nation has spoken, and I've listened. We're doing our first giveaway. So if you guys hear this today before the game, quick run onto my Facebook page or my Instagram. I'll be posting a picture up here soon for that as well. And we're just going to do a simple guess the score prediction. Put a score prediction. Remember, you got to be following us. So if you haven't already on Facebook, go give us a like and then comment below in the most recent post. Instagram, same thing. Make sure you're following us. Comment below. If multiple people win, we're just going to take the first person that entered their score prediction. Only one per entry, of course. No sneaky business editing your post afterwards. But hey, I want to get you guys more involved, and uh, I'm super excited about this 3-0 Rams team. I'm super excited about this Thursday night game. So I figured I'd spice it up last minute, less than 24 hours to get your prediction in, but that should make it fun. All right, since we don't have our usual guest today, we're just going to go a little bit deeper into this game. I'm going to pull some audio from the Wade Phillips press conference that happened yesterday. The Rams shared it on their Twitter, and we're going to talk about this offense-defense matchup and how potentially this could go wrong or right for the Rams. Guys, don't forget the Lockdown Rams voicemail number is 657-345-4988. Go ahead and give me a call after the game on Thursday. Let me know instant reactions, what you're thinking. Uh, We'll see if we can sneak it on to the Friday show. I doubt it. I'm going to be traveling again. Like I said, I'll be in Chicago, so it's going to be another random setup how we record. I think I'm I'm going to try to get the man, the myth, the legend, James Kroger, for some instant reaction. But send your calls in, your questions, your reactions to the game, and we'll try to play them on next week's show. All right, let's just kick into it. What I'm going to do now is we're going to go over to Wade Phillips. And he was asked about this Minnesota Viking offense and what he thought about them. So here's 
Wade Phillips on getting ready to face Minnesota Vikings on Thursday night. You know, Minnesota had a tough game last game, but we know, you know, we know Kirk Cousins, he's thrown seven touchdown passes and only thrown two interceptions in two games. He can throw the football. Um, and then uh, we expect them, obviously, to go back to the running game. They, they weren't able to because they got behind last game, but uh, we expect the running game against us. We didn't play very well the second half uh, against the run, so uh, we expect them to come, come after us in the running game, and then they've got a quarterback that can make plays. And uh, Adam Thielen's, I, I, he may have caught the most passes of all time here in the, last, in the last three games. I think he has 32 receptions and 380 yards. So, um, you know, they, they've, got some, they've got some real good players on their team. We know that. So there's Wade Phillips not downplaying the matchup coming in. He dropped a couple really good stats that, you know, kind of are eye-opening as I I don't want to say I mocked the Minnesota Vikings yesterday, but they're 1-1-1, one, one, and one, right? The record doesn't show to some of their stats that they do have. Kirk Cousins is top five in passing in the NFL right now as far as yards go. Seven touchdowns, two interceptions. And he mentioned something that we talked about yesterday. The Buffalo Bills game is a tough one really to break down because they were down so early. He only has two interceptions, but he had two fumbles lost in that first half and you know, the Bills put up points right away. It changed how they, you know, did everything. He expects them to run the ball a little bit more. Uh, so it's a tough game probably as a coach on a short week even to break down that game and try to understand, you know, what team is coming at you. But obviously Wade shows and talks a bunch of respect for that team across the field. There was a follow-up question about facing Kirk Cousins last year. Here's what Wade Phillips had to say about that as well. Uh, last year we played him. Uh, Sean had coached him before, so... I mean, we took all about all we could take uh, last year. Um, he's in a different offense this year, you know. And so, um, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. There's an advantage certainly to to have played him before, except uh, he's in a different offense and they've got different reads and so forth. So, uh, you know, we're we're gonna have to adjust to whatever quarterback we play and what we think he's gonna do. He's got different receivers. He's got. You know, they run different routes than the guys he's thrown to before. Um, you know, they got some big play receivers with Diggs, obviously, uh, and, and Thielen. So, uh, and they've got a good tight end. So, you know, he's got, he's got all, the, all the pieces he needs. And he's, he's a very accurate thrower. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's got real arm talent. So, and that's why they paid him what they paid him, I'm sure. So the Rams, Sean McVay, Wade Phillips, they're pretty familiar with Kirk Cousins, but he mentions, you know, new system, new wide receivers, new routes, whole new offensive line. So there's a bunch of things that are different. You know, there's some familiarity with, uh, you know, playing a certain player again, but a lot of things have changed. So they'll use what they can out of that, try to put together a good game plan moving forward, obviously, potentially down two cornerbacks. We're going to talk about how that defense can approach it, how we're going to fill in. A little bit more of an update on Talib, But we're going to do that on the other side real quick before we get out of here. But we're going to do that on the other side real quick. I'm going to make sure I mention mybookie.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON25 when signing up. That's going to get you $25 on top of your $100 deposit. That's good for any user, not just a new user like some of our old promo codes. This is good for you guys that are already in want to go and bet. It's not just about who you're betting on, but where you're betting at. And mybookie.ag is the place to go. Don't forget, they got in-game live betting. They've got everything you can possibly want to bet on from NFL to MMA to baseball. 
They've been around for a long time, so they're rock solid as far as reputation goes. Never had an issue getting my money out from them. They pay super fast within a couple days. So go check them out. Tell them Bear sent you. Use the promo code LOCKEDON25. That gets you $25 on top of your deposit. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag. We'll be right back with more on the other side. The suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry, you can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. You got mud on your face, you big disgrace, kicking your can all over the All right, Rams Nation, we are back. This is the Thursday Hype You Up edition, getting you ready for game day. Tick, 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 it is just around the corner as you're listening to it, maybe heading into work, or maybe this is your drive home from work trying to get to go see the game. We're going to get you ready today with the last-minute information that you need to know about this game and just something to kill those nerves, kill that time, man. That's the worst time before a game is just is just waiting. Ugh, two hours to game time, the worst. So I got you back, man. Let's kill some time. And actually, it's funny. I'm actually flying out after I record this. I'm flying out to Chicago. I get there at like 6 a.m. in the morning, and it sucks. I was thinking about it. I'm actually like traveling against time right now, and I'm making it a longer wait. So I get there. Six o'clock in the morning, I'll be wide awake. And usually I only have to wait till like five o'clock for the game being on the West Coast. But now I've got to wait till like 730. I'm like, oh, just added two more hours of pain to that day. But that's all good. At the end of the day, it'll all be worth it, right? Well, as we mentioned, going to break in the first segment, a little bit of an update on Akib Talib. He was placed on IR today. With that move, that means he's required to miss eight games, which is the new NFL rule. He now joins Farrell Cooper and Mike Thomas on that list, on the IR list. And I misspoke the other day when I put Obo Okoronko on it. He's on the pup list, not the IR list. And a part of that NFL rule is only two guys can come off that list and rejoin your team. 
the IR list. So out of Cooper Thomas and Aqib Tlaib, one of those guys isn't coming back this season. And I think it's pretty obvious it's Mike Thomas at this point, unless one of the other two cannot get healthy. But I can't imagine that Thomas gets trumped over Farrell Cooper or Aqib Tlaib. So early indication, uh, you know, Mike Thomas is basically done for the year, depending on uh, how these injuries play out and if people can get healthy and come back. But uh, that's the way it would, would seem to look at this point. To go along with that news today, the Rams also announced that they will be promoting Dominic Hatfield from the practice squad to the active roster. And I love it. JB Long brought me back with this tweet today. He said, I love the symmetry of this storyline. Hatfield thrust into action at Minnesota last year, struggled mightily, didn't play another snap on defense in 2017, and now... With the secondary shorthanded against the Vikings, he gets the redemption call-up. Ooh. I don't know. I mean, I like the spin he took on it. The redemption call-up. But it also kind of scares me that if he gets in there, are they going to tear him apart again? Uh, you know, he might be on the practice squad for a reason. But we have tons of depth at the cornerback position. So uh, hopefully he does get a chance to play. And he can. Uh, he's probably been waiting on this opportunity for a long time. But it is pretty funny how his last action came against the same very team coming in here Thursday night. And I want to go back to Wade really quick because he was asked about, you know, what are you going to do with your two, if your two cornerbacks are out and how are you going to approach the game? Are you going to do it any differently? Here's what he had to say. Uh, well, you know, we played without those two guys against uh, Phillip Rivers last game. So, I mean, um, and, and it was good that, that uh, you know, Sam and Troy were ready to play. It says a lot for those two guys. They were ready to come in the game even though they weren't starting. So, um, yeah, it's a challenge anytime your second team people are in there, but we have a lot of confidence in those guys. Uh, we can call the same calls with those guys. In fact, we did in the ball game, which helped us really, uh, you know, stop them down there at the end of the game on fourth down, uh, those kind of plays. Uh, so I feel confident in our guys. It doesn't take away from, from our calls overall. Both those corners that, that we have can really run. I mean, they're, they're really fast and athletic, so... Uh, you know, it's, it's good to have them, even though we don't have our starters. Well, I wouldn't expect anything else coming from Wade Phillips or Sean McVay. They've got trust in the guys that are coming in. He talked about how he didn't really change anything. When they had to have Shields and Troy Hill coming in the game, they kept it the same. And uh, those guys went out there and did perform. You know, looking at the first three weeks, the Rams have only allowed 10 completions on passes targeted 10 or more yards down the field. That's tied with the Washington Redskins for fewest in the NFL right now. And the crazy thing about that is four different quarterbacks, including Goff, completed more such passes this week alone. <laughs> Another thing that we'll have to keep an eye on that we haven't done much of, and that's blitzing. You know, maybe Wade Phillips this week is going to start to utilize the blitz a little bit more because quarterbacks have been getting the ball out super fast. There's been a lot of talk about, you know, our defense not getting to the quarterback enough as far as sacks are. I mean, we've gotten pressures on there, but sacks... That number just hasn't been where we thought it would be over the first three games of the season. But that's due to the quarterbacks getting the ball out fast. On average, the first three games, the quarterbacks gotten the ball out of their hands in 2.4 seconds after the snap. That's the second quickest rate in the NFL. And then going back to the blitz, the Rams have only blitzed on 22.5% of dropbacks. That's 22nd in the league. But that's highly due to the fact that the Rams rank fourth in the league in pressure percentage at 39.8. So they're able to get pressure by just rushing three or four guys without bringing a blitz. So we'll see if Wade Phillips changes that up a little bit this week with a couple cornerbacks out. Maybe he'll start to 
uh, bring a couple guys in and maybe a corner blitz or something like that. So we'll keep an eye on it. But you can see why the numbers are also kind of showing why we don't have that sack number increasing. And this will be our last listen to Wade Phillips. But he asked about that. What he thought about, you know, the Rams not having those sacks yet. Are you comfortable with the number of sacks not being real high if you're getting that consistent pressure, or would yeah, you like to I see think, more? I think, you know, as long as we're 3-0, and I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. You know, it's, uh, um, yeah, you, you always want to try to be better in everything you do, and we're, we're striving for that. But, uh, you know, winning games the way we're winning games, uh, you know, when you're, I think when you're ahead, the stats look a little different too, you know, because they're going to they're gonna throw the ball more uh, when they're behind, those kind of things. So. Uh, you know, we like to be in those situations. And there you have it, Wade, with the stat of all stats. He doesn't really care about sacks as long as they're 3-0. and It's such a coach answer, but I love it. Sometimes you got to step back and look at the big picture. The guys are doing what they need to do to get wins. We're up a lot in a lot of these games, which, again, it was kind of weird. You'd think that would maybe play into a few more sacks as teams are throwing more. But, again, we go back to that first thing we said 2.4 seconds getting the ball out of their hand. It's not a lot of time to get upfield. I know Aaron Donald is thinking fast, but that's a little bit crazy. So hopefully Kirk Cousins tries to extend the play a little bit or hold the ball a little bit longer. And once quarterbacks start to do that, you'll see a lot of our impact plays rising. Whether that's sacks or strip fumble sacks or rush throws into, into interceptions. I have faith that this team and this defense are going to really start paying off on some of those things coming up. All right, guys, last break. We're going to step aside real quick, get some words from our sponsors, pay the bills. We'll be back on the other side, and we're going to switch it over, and we're going to start talking a little bit about that offense and give some credit where credit is due to that offensive line. So we'll be right back after this with more Rams Thursday edition, Hype Edition. We All right, Rams Nation, we are back. This is your host, Bear Motter, and this is Locked On Rams Thursday edition, the Thursday remix hype edition, and we're getting you ready for the game, which is, depending on when you're listening to this, T-minus a few hours. So this week, you know, we've covered what Sean McVay had to say. We've covered all the injuries. We know where we stand now. We've covered the defense. We heard Wade talk a bunch today about it. And I'm going to cap it off with probably one of the most important units on our team. Can sometimes go under the radar as all the attention gets kind of put to, you know, Robert Woods with his two touchdowns and Jared Goff with his 350 yards and Todd Gurley just doing what Todd Gurley does every time he steps onto the field. And we talk about it in pieces here on the show, but we're going to finish Thursday Hype Edition with talking about those big boys up front. The offensive line. Man, they are killing it. This unit as a whole is playing out of their minds right now, and I think this is really one of the biggest keys to our success overall as a team. For the second time in three weeks, the Rams were selected the NFL's top offensive unit coming out of week three. And as I dive into the pro football focus numbers, looking at position rank, here's how our team lays out from left to right. Andrew Whitworth, number one left tackle. Roger Saffold, number four left guard. Andrew Sullivan, number 18 center. Austin Blythe, number two right guard. 
and Rob Havenstein, number five right tackle. We've got a number one, two, four, five, and 18, best in the league, all on one unit. Get out of here. Get out of here. That's crazy. And we've got Jamon Brown on our bench just hanging out, ready to get into action if anyone gets banged up. The depth on that line, it's funny because a couple years ago, O-line was one of our biggest nightmares, right? Jared Goff's first season, his first seven games, he was running for his life back there. He couldn't get a block to save his life. And now here we are. He's got all day, all day to throw. And when I say all day to throw, another JB Long gem here. Jared Goff is averaging 2.64 seconds to throw, which, funny enough, is among the slowest in the NFL. A.K.A. he's got all day, people. It's not like he just doesn't know what he's doing back there. He's picking a defense apart with all the time he's getting. Just watch some of those highlights from week one through three. Even when he's getting pressure, he's sliding out. I mean, that beautiful throw to Cooper Cup up the right side. But it's also allowing him to just pinpoint accuracy some of his throws. That throw last week to Robert Woods on the right sideline where it was over the linebacker in front of the safety. He had his time back there, and he just picked it apart and threw a dime. And that all goes back to our offensive line keeping him clean. I think the only time he really got dirty was when he went on his 16-yard scramble and, and took a slide. So the Rams got to bring it again this week with that unit. I mean, I can't say it enough. We got to go win that time of possession battle. If we can control this game, the Vikings are going to try to run and do the exact same thing. We've just got to execute better at it. Our run defense is definitely something we got to work on. Latavius Murray is expected to get a lot of carries. I think he had close to 95 yards last year, including basically running the clock out to seal their victory back in Minnesota. So a lot of fun storylines coming to this game, but our offensive line is one of them. If they continue to play like they've played the first three weeks, I feel very comfortable about this game, being able to, one, control the clock, two, run the football, get Todd Gurley going early and often. And then my favorite thing ever, Jared Goff play action play. It was funny, when I was at the game last Sunday, every time he was dropping back, I was just like, play action, play action, play action! And they ran it like three or four times in a row, which I love too, because Sean McVay doesn't care if you think you know a play action is coming. That's how good Todd Gurley is. If you pretend to put the ball there, you got to respect it. I saw one of the Rams videos that they put up where they break down plays. They broke down that Robert Woods touchdown catch, like the three, four-yard touchdown catch. And they had Todd Gurley out to the right-hand side. They moved him in motion from right to left. And you saw like five people on the defense just shift and follow him and kind of just readjust their position due to him and afraid of that jet sweep or whatever you know they may think they're going to try to do to get Todd Gurley involved inside the five-yard line. And what do we do? Jared Goff is under center. He drops back one, two, three, pops it right over the top to Robert Woods, who's you know in the soft spot of the zone, and boom. Touchdown six on the board. Bring in Ficken to get the extra point. So we said it earlier in the show, but redemption game, not only for Hatfield, but for the whole team. You know, we lost to Minnesota last year. Very close game. Cooper Cup had a big drop in that game, which turned out to be pretty costly. This was a tied game going into the fourth quarter. They end up winning by seven. A lot of guys that were there and weren't there last year, but the guys that were, I know they want to win this game. They get it at home this year on Thursday night football. Breaking out the throwback Royal Blue Unis. Oh, giving away a throwback Rams house towel. Are you kidding me? That place is about to be hype. If you're going to the game, take a bunch of pictures. Tag me on Instagram or send them to me on Twitter. 
I'd love to share them with everybody else. I'm super jealous I'm not going to be there. But Rams Nation, I hope you are ready because I know I am. I'm going to be loud and proud, throwing it down in the Midwest, letting everybody know who the best team in the NFL is. Guys, I hope you have a great game day. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with a reaction podcast, hopefully a victory Friday with our man James Kroger from Rams Podcast. But you know what it is. Until next time, Rams Nation. Waving your banner all over the place We will, we will rock you Sing it We will, we will rock you Hey Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.